I'm from Brooklyn. You just wash your hair. You know, I work on my hair a long time. You can hit it. He hits my hair. Here now, episode 94 of the Brooklyn Blast Furnace podcast. Word. Word. Um, all right. Real quick, I want to just get this out of the way real quick. Um, just follow, follow this. I don't know where you're listening to it, but iTunes, SoundCloud, everywhere where you get your podcast, it's at the Brooklyn Blast Furnace. Also on Instagram, at the Brooklyn Blast Furnace. Twitter is Blast Furnace NYC. Other than that, you can, you can find this wherever you're listening. But uh, I'm your host, Jimmy Ferrari, and uh, I'm sitting here, you know, and I, I think I think a lot of people use the term a little bit too loosely at times, mm-hmm. but I don't think this is one of those times. I'm sitting here with a fucking legend. Thank um, you. Thank you. Um, legendary producer, beat maker, rapper... Half of the infamous Mob Deep. Word up. The H-A-V-O-C. There he is. My man, Havoc. What's up, my brother? I'm chilling, man. What's good? Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm happy, beyond happy that, that this was able to happen. Um, mad people were asking me, how did you make it happen, blah, blah, blah. Right. And I wish I can tell them, like, some kind of crazy story. But all I basically did was I, I, I reached out and I guess the stars were aligned and... That's how it usually and, happens. And, so I was lined up, and then uh, you know, one thing leads to another. And, and here we are. We're sitting here at this place called the Brooklyn Tree. I thought it was a different, a whole different setup in here, but we're gonna make it work. So now, like I said before, I even started pressing record. I don't do no stiff interview stuff. No question, no question. You know what I mean? Try no to make question. it as comfortable as possible. No doubt. You know, I, I never I never met you before in my life, but I kind of feel like I know you through your music. No doubt. You know, and uh, so I just try to just chill and be comfortable. Yep, yep, vibe out. Vibe out. Yeah, we're waiting for drinks over here. Yeah, so we'll just chill. Word. You got, uh, you want to introduce yourself over there? How you doing? How you doing? Albert Solar, how are you? What's up? Management. Council. Council is Friends. Friend of my buddy at Havoc. There you go. Taking care of him. Nice. Thanks for having us, Jimmy. Appreciate it. Nah, I appreciate the both of you. Um, so, like I said, I don't do no stiff nonsense, but I guess, can we start off? I know that you've probably answered this, and there's probably you press a button on your neck, <laughs> and it's like the same thing. I get it. Um, but, like, for people that don't know, and if heads mm-hmm. don't know, they're going to know. Right. And you should know at this point, it's 2019. That you and Prodigy, rest in peace. Um, once you guys got together, you guys created your little rap duo, but yeah. you weren't mob deep yet. Right, right. So can you just kind of take us on so, a little journey? So, yeah, let me take you on a little journey <clears throat> about mob deep before we was mob deep. Right. Um, basically, me and Prodigy, we met in uh, the high school of art and design. 
It used to be in Manhattan on 57th Street and 2nd Avenue. So um, we met in there, and we had mutual friends or whatever it was. And, you know, I found out that he rapped, you know what I'm saying, I rapped. And when we met each other, we kind of, like, hit it off. So, thank you. Thank you. Oh, this is the ginger ale that I drink. Oh, look at that. You see how all this shit works out? Well, I buy it in the can, and they they have it in, uh, what's the name of that store? Uh, Trader Joe's. Okay. See how all this shit just works out lovely? This is shit I drink every day. Or, I need to know. There you go. But I never see it in the bottle. So, anyway. Enjoy, my man. Thank you. I appreciate it. So, we met in high school, hit it all, had the same interest, do hip hop. Um, you were both like what, like seventeen? No, we was about something like that. No, when we first met, we was like fifteen. All right. When we first met, we were like fifteen. But um, we didn't have a rap group, and Pete already had like a rap career going down because he was down with like Job Records. He had a demo deal with Job Records. Right. So. Um. And he wasn't prodigy yet. Nah, he was the golden child. That was that. Which is hysterical. <laughs> right. He was the golden child. You had to see him. It was crazy because back then, that's when the flat tops was out. Uh-huh. And he had this huge flat top. Kwame, like, like Kwame? Yeah, yeah, like Kwame. And he dyed it, like, he, he dyed it blonde. Nice. So, so, you know, they used to call him the golden child. So he already kind of, like, had a hip-hop career going on. But um, once he seen that job didn't want to, like, Time both of us, or like something to that effect, he just said, Fuck job. You know what yeah. I'm saying? And he said, Yo, let's let's go on, let's do our thing. So we didn't have a hip hop, uh, we didn't have a group name. So, you know, at that time, she was like kind of like conscious a little bit still. You know what I mean? Yeah, the Jungle Brothers were right. going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah all that conscious like hip hop. Yeah. And the Jungle Brothers was like the group that really made me want to rap. Because before I started rapping, I used to listen to the Jungle Brothers heavy. Right. Like, so. I came up with the name Poetical Prophets at the time. All right. So, P liked it. He was like, fuck it. We was rocking as the Poetical Prophets. We took, uh, you know, pictures and everything like that. And we was, like, trying to shop a deal. Um, then we met P. Diddy. We met Puff. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And um, amongst a lot of other people. But when we met Puff, Puff was, he wanted to sign us. He was fucking with his hard body. He had us up at Uptown MCA. And this is before Bad Boy. This is before Bad Boy. So he had us in. uh, He used to like. He used to promote clubs a lot, like the Red Zone and all of that. And he used to let us go to the clubs, call the limos, bring us to the club, all like that. He was really fucking with us. But he was like, "Yo, I want to sign y'all, but y'all gotta change your name." Right. So he's like, "Damn, you know what I'm saying?" Puff was like, "Yeah, dope, but y'all just gotta change your name." To make a long story short on that. We ended up not signing with Puff, you know what I'm saying? Because at, at the time, it didn't seem like he was offering that kind of money. But we right. still changed our name. Then okay. Because we, we, we took his advice. So we changed our name to Marv Deep. And where Marv Deep came from was around our way, back in the days, uh, we used to be like, if we was rolling like to like parties and clubs like that, or we was just hanging on the block, and it was mad of us. We used to be like, oh, yo, the motherfuckers were small deep. You know what I'm saying? It was just sure. saying around the way. Yeah. You know I mean? Rolling <clears> thick. <throat> right. Deep. You know what I'm saying? like that. Rolling deep. Well, I mean, yeah. Small deep. So I was like, yo, you know what? 
know what would be a good name for us? Let's, let's just call ourselves Mom D because it's a bunch of us and shit. Yeah. And then it just stuck. Yeah. I think, what was it? Was it in, I read P's book mm-hmm. and uh, I think he said that he wanted to put the, the, the two B's on it because it looked even. Yeah, he, he definitely came up with the two B's. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, to make it two B's. So, yeah. he, he was creative like that. Yeah. Like, real creative. Fuck, man. Yeah, I just, I just got done. Actually, I was a little late to the game, but I just got done a little couple of weeks ago finishing up his book, man. Right, right, right. It's just fucking crazy, man. It's crazy. You know, so now, all right, so this whole political profits and then the sauce. Right, you, you you got that right up and on the side. Right, yeah, I kind of skipped that part. But when we were talking, right? So when we was political profits, we was starting to get a little notoriety because we was doing like talent shows here and there. Yeah. And then not only that, we was like, yo, how can we get a record deal? So we used to look on the back of you know our favorite uh, rappers' covers, which one of them used to be Def Jam, Rush Management. Sure. So we was like, yo, fuck it, let's go out over there, you know, hang out and wait for somebody to come out and just be like. Listen to my demo type shit. Yeah. So we right. did that. Back in the day when there no internet where you had no. to put the footwork no, in. Yeah, yeah. You had to physically go to you a need place. to drive and yeah. you had to hustle. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because if you mail your, your demo in, ain't nobody listening to nah, you. Nah. You know what I mean? So we knew that early on. So we used to just go to the record companies and Def Jam Rush Management was one of the companies that we met and everything kinda like took off from there. Like yeah. we met a couple of people here and there and Somebody knew somebody that worked in the Source magazine. And we had a demo already. And yo, they put us in the fucking Source magazine. One of like the earliest issues. Yeah, I, I mean, like that was Slip July Rick. of 91 issue like, of the like, Source. I think Slick Rick was on the cover or something like that. Yeah. You know what I mean? So when we got in there, yo, we were so excited and so happy. It was just like crazy because that was like YouTube for back then. Like, oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Oh, fuck like, yeah. That was, that was the, the legit. I mean, that's how you had to get your shit out there. I mean, I mean, being 43, like, I was always into hip-hop. I was always a street kid. I grew up and born and raised in Brooklyn. And, you know, I got into, I was into, like, a lot of rock and metal and, right, right. and hardcore music and right, stuff. Right. And then a lot of, a lot of that stuff started meshing together mm-hmm. to a certain degree. Like, a lot of hardcore kids were listening to hip-hop mm-hmm. and vice versa. And I remember way back in the day, like, there'd be you go outside of a club. It was, it was all paper flyers. Right. There ain't no share my shit right. and, you know, tag me. And, right. There's none of that. So, so right. in order to, to, to get shit popping, you needed to yeah. put in legit footwork. Like street work, like having the flyers, the stickers. Yeah, oh, all man. of that. You needed to you needed to, to, to sell yourself, man. Now it's, and it's, it's crazy. People are like, oh, I ain't got time to share that. It's like. You don't got time to like press a button on your phone right. that you're on all day anyway. Right. You know what I mean? It's right. like, and hey, we'd be out in snowstorms, you know, trying to trying to, you know. They get got a little lazy now. You got a little lazy. I, th- I think you also appreciate it more when you put in all that time and work yourself. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Different era, but now I sound like an old man. You know what I mean? Like curmudgeon old man, get off my lawn shit. <laughs> you know? That's just experience. Yeah. That means experience. It's just experience, man. Yeah, it's just kind of, listen, it is what it is. I can't do nothing about it. I just could just, I could, I could bitch about it if I want to. So then, all right, so you guys go into the studio. What songs on the demo wound up being on the infamous? Man, if I'm, if I'm I drew you a curveball. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. If I could, if I could remember correctly, 
none of the songs that was on my demo made it to the actual album. Oh, okay. It, it, none of them made it to the actual album. <clears throat> I mean, we probably thought about it, but then when we got the deal, the second deal, the loud, I know I'm just looking over some shit. No, it's all it's all good. Well, because with, with ju- Juvenile Hell... Oh, wait, wait, you talking about Juvenile Hell first? No, I'm talking about... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, right, The right, demo right. to Juvenile Hell. Oh, okay. Um... Shit, man, like maybe hold on the And then fourth and Broadway wound up dropping you. Yeah. And it they, pissed you off, but then it also put a fire on the ass. Yeah, I mean, you know, thank God. The blessing they, in disguise. Dropped, yeah, thank God that they dropped this. I mean, we was, because, yeah, it hurt us bad, but it hurt us to the point where it made us want it more. Yeah. It hurt your ego a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, you know, a year later, we put another record company. You know what I'm yeah. saying? They, they, so Loud signed you. Loud signed us. And you know we sat with Steve Rifkin, and um, Steve Rifkin only had a cubicle at the time. He wasn't even big or nothing like that. We go up there, we meet him. He was like, he had these two A and R's, Maddie C and, and um, Scott Free. They picked us up to Steve Rifkin, and Steve Rifkin wanted to sign us. Steve Rifkin was like, "Yo, I got another group. The name is uh, Wu Tang." I've heard of them before. Which is so ridiculous. <laughs> Bro, you mentioned it like a, like you mentioned Lawrence <laughs> Professor, Primo, you're involved, Wu Tang. Nobody even knows nothing and they all want them to be legends. Yeah, that that was that it, it still fucks with me today, right? So, it has to. Because yeah, I just think like imagine you 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 getting a second second shot, you go to this unknown label called Loud, and your label mates is Wu Tang. And they, they, they brand new. They, they just brand new at the minute. It's retarded. <laughs> and we all became this mad cool. Yeah, fucking yeah. nuts. <laughs> Rest in peace, ODB. Whoa. Fuck, man. Yeah, that was, that was some crazy time, yo. We had a lot of fun. I'm sure. We had a lot of fun. And the first album that we did was loud. Shit went gold. You know what I mean? I remember when that shit first came out, man. I remember you couldn't fucking go nowhere. <laughs> you couldn't go nowhere. That shit was blasting, dumping out of everybody's windows. Yeah, 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 it was, it was, it was mind blowing. I'm sure that you sometimes, yeah. like, not for nothing, seriously, like, you, so you got to sit back sometimes when you're calm and when yeah. it's when it's quiet, if, even if that's even possible, because everybody's so damn busy. <laughs> but you probably kick back on your couch one day, and just like, and just. Bug out in your head about all that yeah, shit. I, I, I do to this day. I still be like, damn, like, what's the odds of you know what I'm saying? Like, 
losing a record deal, getting a new one, and your label mates is losing, and then y'all all just take over. You know what I'm saying? And how old are you at this point? Probably was like, so 18. And you don't even know how to act, man. How do you, you don't know how to act when you come across all that shit and the fame, and you, you, you just... Word. It was just, I, I mean... We, we, we was humble, you know what I'm saying? Because we was just happy to get another deal. So, you know, we was just like, all right. We was like, it's, it's, it's now or never. It's, uh, you know what I'm saying? We got to we gotta do it. Yeah. And just the timing, because that was like the golden age of hip-hop. Like, it was just right. all, right. It was right. all it was perfect just, timing, man. It was all lining up. And the, one of the things that Steve Rifkin said was like, yo, I don't care what y'all do, y'all can make any because you know at the time labels be trying to control the artists, what they do and how it sounds. He said, Nah, nigga, yeah, this morning you're going to the studio. I just I have faith in y'all. Yeah. Even y'all, just, y'all just make what y'all want to work, what y'all want to do. Because the previous album before that, we had these other producers coming in, and I was barely producing. I was just starting, so I wasn't even that confident. But on this new album, I was like, fuck it. I was like, I'm, I'm going to do everything. But a friend of ours named Q-Chick helped us shape it more down. Another legend. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Surrounded yeah. by legends. <laughs> Surrounded by legends, man. He, he, he came in. Because I was cool with him before the infamous album from all that Def Jam shit and all of that. Yeah. And he just came in. I asked him, I said, yo, man, could you help me do this album? Yeah. Because he was one of my favorite producers, you know what I'm saying? Like, sure. Like, Q-Tip, Trap Request, all of that. His sound was just crazy. Yeah. So he, he taught me a lot in the studio when it came to production. I yeah. used to just be watching him. You know, him and Lost Professor. You know yeah. Saying? I don't think, uh, not not that many across the grand scheme. Like, not too much shit can touch the low end theory. Like, it's, it's just ridiculous. It's just, it's ridiculous, man. Fucking nuts. Hip hop classic. Classic. Listen, your shit ain't nothing to sneeze at either, man. man. <laughs> For real, I'm not just saying that. It's, you know, I have this conversation with friends of mine. You know, it's 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 classic material. You know, you go from from. I mean, did you, how, how much touring did you do for the infamous? Oh, touring. I mean, you were all over the we states. Was, we was everywhere. We was all over the states. Did you did you go across overseas yeah, at that we point yet? Overseas. I, I mean, it took us a second. To get overseas, oh, and then yeah. we, was, we was over there in Europe, went to Japan, and all of that. We, we we went a few places, Canada, you know what I'm saying? And yeah, we definitely we we toured the, the hell out of that album. Oh, sure. Like it was just, it was crazy. Because yeah, the Infamous came out in '95, but then came out '95. Yep. But the next thing you know, '96 was right there. You drop another classic. Yeah. Hell on earth. And just it's like hard. It was like, yo, come on, we 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 on fire. Let's let's not, you know, waste the momentum. That must have been it must have felt like just I mean so fast. You know, I mean, you, you, you guys are eighteen. Right, at that time, it didn't feel like it was going that fast. It was like no? it was everything was like kind of happening so ill and so it was like slow motion and like alright, boom, 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 alright now, another album. Cause the the success kind of made it feel like kind of slow, you know what I'm saying? Because we was still had to grind yeah. when we had uh, the infamous album out. Because there still wasn't a lot of people that was believing about Mark D. They heard the shook ones, they was going crazy, survival of the fittest, they was like, all right. They was like, all right, how you going to do this next album? Right. Now, like, obviously, well, I don't even know, I can't even say obviously because I don't know shit, but 
in between, like after after the infamous drops and before Hell on Earth drops, well, I'm not even gonna say before Hell on Earth drops. Like while you were touring and all that stuff, were you still making beats? Did you have anything in the tuck for the next record? Nope, nothing. So you just went into the studio and just yes. fucking. I used to bring my records. Created a masterpiece house. within <laughs> how many months? Yes. Uh, probably took us a couple of months, like maybe. Yeah, I'd say maybe six months. Damn. Five months, six months. Used to go grab the records from the house. They used to be all on the floor, scratched up, whatever. Grabbed them. Now my confidence level is up. So right. I'm just like, come on, we just go to the studio. I'll make a fucking beat. Don't worry about it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I used to just go to the studio and just fucking make a beat right here on the spot. We, we I just made all the beats on the spot. Most of them I made on the spot. Damn. Just like... And what's crazy is that all right, you guys are still on loud at that point. Hell on Earth drops, right. and it debuts at number six on Billboard. Crazy. What the? F- yeah. And, and, and to me, to be honest, and you know, Pete definitely would disagree because he'd be like, "But I'm yelling even, at you right now." Nah, he, he, yeah, right now he like you bugging half. <laughs> so, so I didn't even like uh, Hell on Earth as much as I like. Um, the influence, you know what I mean? Uh-huh. But, you know, a lot of people that I met, the fans and everything like that, they was like, yo, even though the, the album was darker, they was like, it just, something was just crazy. I think it depends, like, for me personally, I think it depends on my mood. Right, right. It definitely depends on my mood. Because the Hell on Earth was definitely just dark. It's like an evil record. <laughs> it's like an evil fucking <laughs> rap record. It <laughs> is. It is bad, just, because a lot of things was happening in our life, you know, our friends were dying, yeah. our brother... Or was about to he, he he had passed away I think in the middle of us making the album yeah and, and things like that so just a lot of things the whole Tupac people. shit oh yeah that shit was crazy when did the Tupac stuff happen it happened around that time well yeah because on Hell right, on Earth you would drop a gem on him right right we did drop a gem I can't on believe him. I'm reminding <laughs> this dude about his own shit <laughs> <laughs> no because. It, it just—it happened so long ago. I'm trying—I'm trying to think of the time. Oh, of course, I get it. But yeah, then the two boxing was happening. He was like, "Yo, what the fuck is that about?" You know what I'm saying? So that was kind of like putting us in this crazy ass mood. You know, yeah. even though we was like successful or we just came off a gold album, we was still in a like a dark place, happy, but in a in a dark place. Yeah. Like, if that makes sense, you know. It, I mean? it makes sense yeah. to me. I think you can't—you can't exactly. Put it into the word, but I, mm-hmm. I, get, I get what you're saying. Of right. course, and, and I don't know. Once again, I could be coming off the top, but you guys didn't even really actually meet Tupac. Nah, we never, we never really did. And so you guys, if, if I'm not mistaken, you were happy. Yeah, I was like, you were happy that he that he was talking like, shit. Like, oh shit! I was like, Tupac saying some shit. I was like, fuck it, right, it's so, Yeah, it was like we we beefing back with him. Like, right. I'm on like, Tupac's like, radar. I'm doing something like, right. You know what I'm saying? He like, fuck, mom. We like, oh shit! All right, cool. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, let's do this. We can yeah, sell yeah, records yeah, now. Yeah, right. It's like you yeah. to hit him off, right? That was hit him up. Hit him up. Yeah, was hit him up. Yeah, yeah. He said, don't worry. Yeah, you know I don't like that line, but that's a great track. <laughs> it is, it is a great track. It's great. It caused the coastal war. I even like the track. Yeah, right? you know what I'm saying. It caused the fucking coastal <laughs> fucking war. It says lower the volume when it comes to the. It's crazy. <laughs> nah, it's all good. You know, I mean that's so long ago, but it's like, but but then again, 
Um, it's also because he had just pretty much signed to Death Row and all that stuff, right? right? And with that whole yeah. Snoop shit, yeah, and so yeah. now he's now he's label mates with Snoop. Snoop all of a sudden comes out of his mouth on the awards about right. about, the awards. about the Source Awards that he's New York like, got no love for Snoop. He's like, what you got no love for Snoop? Right. And that was crazy. And stuff. then. Right. Uh, Nights and something at the end, like yeah, like the death row, because he, dancing in the videos, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was talking about Puffy. You don't want you know the you know the record label dude, you know, dancing up in your videos, which is a jam of Puffy, which is hysterical. Yeah, it was a crazy time. Yeah, man, it, it was kind of scary too. A little bit. I'm sure it was. It was a scary time because it was like you don't know what's gonna pop off. You know yeah. what I mean? And you see the results. That's yeah. serious. It, it, it could get real serious because because shit gets said, shit gets said, and then everybody, you know, it's a pride thing. It's like, why are you making videos, Snoop, of just stomping out our buildings here oh, and this man. and that? Oh, so it's a pride thing. Everybody's young and wild. Right, Everybody right, has shit to right, say. Right. So, so you never know when you're going to bump into each other. Right. So shit can get real messy real quick. That was the vibe. I'm sure. That was definitely the vibe. Crazy. But drop a gem on him is one of my favorite Mob Deep songs. So, so I'm glad that came out just for my selfish yeah, purposes. It was crazy. It came out. It was. It took off immediately. Of course. And then I think like a a week or two later, Tupac got shot, which is also crazy. That that crap was crazy. So they pulled the record. Well, I mean, I mean, radio. I mean, same. What you think you can't get bumped again yeah, once yeah, again? Yeah, New York, right, New York right, shot right, you like. Right. Right, so they pulled the record. They they had to pull, and it was taking off the record. They was like, yo, new ball, deep record, blah blah blah. Then we had to pull it, and then we made a hell on earth to Yeah, you know what I'm saying. But it was that was bugged out. I I didn't want the homie to die. I can tell you that right now. Oh no, I was like, like damn, like you know what I'm saying. I feel like I, you know, I did it or something. Like you know, I felt guilty, but shit happened. Shit happens, uh, and then I think when it was all said and done, now to 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 this date, it didn't even have nothing to do with no East Coast West Coast stuff. No, and not and not at least with him. Biggie is probably a different story, but right. Tupac, you know, they stomped stomp somebody out and you know, yeah, and the dude that they stomped out, he was a hitter. Yeah, like straight up. Yeah, but he got killed. You gotta be careful. Right. You know, you never know who you're gonna fuck right. with, man. Right. You right. never right. know. Right. Fucking crazy. So obviously you guys toured like crazy on that too. Yeah, we toured on that. We toured on that. And then uh, after that, uh, it took us a while to come back out with an album. I think it took us like three years, two well, years. Yeah. And it, well, that's murder music. But then, how did it go? You, let me rack my thoughts here. It's like you created a beat or there was a song or something and there was somebody working for you guys that leaked shit and that's why Murder Music got bootlegged hard? Yeah, we had to do the whole album over. Fuck! We had to do the whole album over or something. We had finished the album and everything like that and then this shit got bootlegged. And it's like, yo, how the fuck? Yo, that shit made me want to cry. I was like... Fucking serious. The shit was on bootleg the whole album, and we had to make a whole album over. That's why it took so long. And who who leaked it out? 
I don't even know. It's like some engineer or some shit? Somebody probably could have been an engineer or could have been somebody at the label. Yeah. Something like that. But somebody, somebody did that. Someone bootlegs Murder Music, puts it out. But then I think you guys made, like, when, when the album officially dropped, you guys created, like, three or four new songs. To add to it or something like that, right? Like yeah. you put, like you put the quiet song remix on there, right, right, right. But um, I think we did like a few of the songs like over. We had to do like at least half of the over. You know what I'm saying? Fuck. Um, quiet storm came. The part two came after. I think the album was out there, or something like that. But we just wanted to get the females in the Alright, so, so you got a little Kim on there. I, I, rem- I remember exactly where I was when I watched you guys on the Source Awards, because that shit was on MTV, yeah, and you guys did Quiet Storm on the Source Awards. We did the remix, we did the Surprise Song. Ridiculous. Yeah. 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 Good times, man. Like, even for me, just uh, just watching it, God, you know, never mind what you guys are going through as young <laughs> kids. Going, it's fucking crazy, man. It was real hip hop, real hip hop. Yeah, yeah, which is nuts. So yeah, you know what? Since you said real hip hop, I want to ask you: What's your opinion about two different things right now? What's your opinion about mumble rap? Go ahead, just just let it go. Um, I ain't really, I ain't really that mad at it. Like you know what I'm saying? Because I, I look, I, I, I know some people. You know they be like, oh, I can't fuck with that. I'm understanding, whatever, whatever. But I look at it like this: when when Love Deep came out, and probably Onyx and all that was coming out, the Wu Tang was coming out. The generation before us probably wasn't feeling like that. You know what I'm saying? They probably were like, oh, what the fuck? You know what I'm saying? Right. I would be rocking on it. was like, probably was like, yo, you know, what's this? What's this? Whatever, whatever. Yeah. But, um, so I, I, I try to look at it through that lens on something like, all right, I might not really understand it too much, but it's, it's, it's just a whole another effort. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I can't, I can't, I can't shit on it as a, as a musician, like as right. a producer, as somebody that understands artists, it's just a whole other thing that we don't understand. You know right. what I'm saying? They got millions and millions and millions of followers. You know, which is crazy. <laughs> you know what I mean? And you know, the same thing happened for us. And the same thing happened for Run DMC and my kid yeah. and all of them. Yeah. But each time it just gets different. Yeah. You know see, I, mean? I think I think it's just like my opinion because I'm jaded because I'm a lyrics person. Right. I like lyrics. Right. So it's like I can't even if I quote unquote can't understand it. It's like it's like what are you saying? Like it's also my opinion. Like if you, if you have a platform and you you're appealing to millions of people globally. What are you saying? Like, th- th- shouldn't you be saying something? Even if it's not something profound, at least something like your wordplay, something clever, some, you know, you know what I'm saying? Right, but to them, they say it's something clever. To <laughs> them, say, not to me. I'm being an old damn man again. You might have to do also with social media. Think about it, right? A lot of these rappers aren't lyricists, but they look. They have their style. They got their right. tattoo. Yeah. They got their face. So now it's a lot of social media. But I, I'm with you on that. Lyr- lyricism. It's important. Looking like they got Skittles in their mouth and shit like that. Stop it. And if you're with the real test, I'd rather take a a, a Hennessy football jersey or something any day. The real test is whether those songs are going to have longevity, Mike. 
They want these songs, like the Quiet Storm, like Shook Ones. Are they going to be there forever? We don't, don't know yet, right? No, but, we, but you got to think of it like this, though. That generation that fucking that music is going to make it last true. for them. That's true. Yeah. And our generation is making it last just over a couple of generations, and it's still, so it, you know, it's an era that's not in. But their generation might make it last. Like that's going to be their classic. That's true. But where's the where is the Eminem today? The they lyricist. Where is back. the Eric Sermon? You know what's the crazy? Habit, right? Some of them is coming back. You know what? It's a, again my opinion. Hip hop nowadays. There's a lot of good hip hop, but it ain't the shit that you're hearing on the radio. In my right, opinion, right, there's right. so much dope hip hop that's right. underground. That's the truth. It's underground. And it's big, but it's that's underground. The news. Like, what's that kid's bro? Bro, what's the name? Um, damn, what's his name? Russ. Like, his his music, like, he, his, his, his production is like hip hop. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. There's a lot of kids like that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Even like all the dudes, like like my age, like like you got like like Vinny Paz and Ill Bill, like all right, Jedi right, Mind right, right. all those the Army of the Pharaohs dudes, right. like and they're, all, huge. they're huge. But you ain't here. You're not you're not putting on the radio and you hearing that shit. Nah, you don't hear it on the radio. No. So it's all internet based. Yeah, you gotta you gotta look for it. It's like we we have this knowledge right here, but we don't look for shit. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's also crazy. 2019 and radio is still what controls. Right, I mean, as far as breaking the artists into the mainstream, you still right. have the radio. Think about that technology. Because the corporate, yeah, old old technology still controls everything yeah. that happens in music. It's strange. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think I think both mediums are still controlling it, right? Because you have artists as big as these radio people, but here's I think here's a here's a thing. I think there's there's a the new cats. That that's not on the radio. That's huge, huge, huge. They probably making more money than the artists that's on the radio, because these dudes is putting it out themselves yeah. and they touring on their own. Yeah. And then the, the the record company comes in and puts their claws in them, and then you already fucked up. Yeah, and you, you fucked, fucked up. up. Yeah. Because because the because the labels offer more visibility. Yeah, but it's a mirage. You know what I'm saying? Just because you on MTV, or you know what I'm saying? But what's fucked up is there ain't no MTV no more. Right, right. You gotta make a YouTube video. But I mean, like, you know, visible on TV. Sure. I know. They, I know that they get all of them is gone. But just that that uh, commercial vibe, right? Yeah. On the radio all the time. Yeah. Visible. Put you on award shows, the Grammys. You have to be a radio. For that, right? Yep. Sure. Yep, 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 yep. So it, it does control it, right? Yeah. And it, but it's a mirage, though, right? Because you're going for the fame, but you're not going for the bread, right? Oh no, you yeah. could have all the exposure and no money. Absolutely. Exactly. That's how and, music and, is right now. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> you got to tour a lot. You got to get right. the what the radio and TV does for you is that you get an audience that allows you to tour, and right. by touring is where you make the money. Streaming, right? That's there's almost no money in there. Right. I mean, there's no, you know, it's, it's, it's endorsements. Yeah. yeah, deals, endorsements, yeah. Fuck. Crazy. Different times, man. Different shit. Hell. So then, yeah, it's, it's crazy. But we gotta adapt, right? If you gotta survive, you gotta adapt to this shit. Yeah, definitely. Even though I can complain a little bit, but my bitching doesn't do nothing anyway. Yeah. Alright, so, just to keep it back a little bit, so, Murder Music, that, that shit goes platinum. Yeah. Yeah. Right? After yeah. after all the crazy bootlegging, like I said, it right. comes out. It still went. 
Number three, it debuts at number three. Crazy. Quiet Storm blows up like like crazy, which is a classic. It's a timeless song. Yeah, it's retarded. It's re- yeah, yeah. Retarded. That was retarded. Then we did his mind, I think, after that. Yeah. I mean the all murder music. Oh for murder music. And then two years later, Infamy. You drop Infamy. Infamy. I remember that was summer of two thousand and two. That shit was on heavy rotation in my years. Infamy, oh, yeah. <laughs> Burn. Burn fucking <laughs> It's stupid, man. It's a stupid yeah, that song. Was, that, was, that was crazy. Man. Yeah. That was crazy. And then, of course, you know, we did Hey Love. Yeah. Like, the dudes wasn't feeling it, but that was our biggest radio record. Yeah. It played the Ever? Most. Yeah, yeah. Out of all the records we ever did, that was our by the numbers. By the numbers. Even bigger by than numbers. Quiet Storm. Yep. By numbers, it was. It was That's because you have one twelve on there and yeah, all the girls, huge. and the girls yeah. was going crazy for it. Yeah, the girls it's also was great like, tracks. yo, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah, the girls going crazy. So that was our biggest uh, radio record, though people might not think so, might not know. Right. That was our biggest radio record, and then Val goes out of fucking business. <laughs> God damn. <laughs> but now, hold on. But you, you were originally gonna put Hey Love out first, right? Oh, wait, and got then, it twisted. I and think, the, don't think it was got it twisted. No, got it twisted to off America's Nightmare. Oh, oh okay, okay. I'm, I'm, I'm bugging. It's all right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad I studied up a little bit. I know this stuff, but yeah, I just did a little quick right, refresher course. There's so many hours. I'll be like, no, okay, I'm which sure. song was this one on? <laughs> no, because I know that there was something I think that went on. So which one we put out first on? I think it was supposed to be Hey Love, but then you guys put out Burn first. Right, 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 right. But that was kind of that was kind of a little bit of jab at Jay, um, at Jay Z. No, I believe Pete was definitely he was jabbing. Yeah, he was definitely jabbing. Yeah, he, he said I, I forgot what he said, but he was definitely uh, mm-hmm. throwing a little jabs. So I was keeping it neutral. Yeah, that's the beat. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. I'm yeah. good. Yeah. That's yeah. fucking seven. Yeah, yeah. And then Loud goes out of business. And then they go out of business. Now at this time, isn't this when 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 P wanted to do his own label, Infamous Records, somewhere um, around this time? Um, I mean, I'm fucked up it, too. If, I, mean, no, I don't remember. Was, I don't know no, all this shit exactly Infamous either. Infamous Records was created in like '97. You know what I'm saying? It was already created okay. in '97. But when Loud went out of business, I guess P. If he wanted to uh, do his own label, he didn't really express that to me, but he might have had that in his mind. Right. You know what I'm saying? But um, because we ended up signing with, uh, I think we did the free agents. Yeah, you did the free agents. And then it was job. So we we did that through a label called, uh, what's Koch Records? Okay. I think it was like Koch, Lansky, some shit like that. Right. So, you know, that was that. We did that, and um, you know, we put it. It was it was, it, it was independent. Yeah. And it wasn't what we was used to. You know what I'm saying? Because now, you see the radio spins nowhere. Right. You know what I'm saying? You don't got that radio. distribution from that right. major label. Right. Now it's like, uh, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So when we did that, we was like, wait a minute, hold on. We gotta fuck uh, with a major. Yeah. Because we used to just, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Doing shit like that. 
But then you drop, you drop, you, you get signed to Jive from right. America's Nightmare. This one, a one-off album, you know, saying out, out, out the gate sold 150,000 records right. first, first week. I guess that wasn't good enough for them. Right. You know what I'm saying? Or, or something happened. I think they it, lost it, interest for some fucked up reason or something. I, nah, I just think that you know Chris Lighty was managing this at the time. Yeah. Prodigy fired him. He was like, uh, like an A and R of yeah. the job. So that kind of like made it a weird situation up there. Like you know what I'm saying? And I guess they didn't want to deal with the the friction. You know what yeah. I'm saying? That, that's how I. You know, yeah, it's, it's funny that you say that. It's like kind of like an indirect good segue there because you said it's kind of a weird situation. You mentioned Chris Lighty, right? Right. This controversy with him. Um, what controversy? Well, there was people that were saying like, I don't know this. This is this is just online bullshit. Mm-mm-mm. But they say that he committed suicide. Oh, okay. Well. Uh, but then again, there was also things that maybe he didn't or anything like that, which is also just yeah, crazy. I, I, I didn't, to this day, I still believe that he didn't do, commit suicide. Right. You know what I mean? Because there's a lot I of funny, that, that's, that, that's the, the, There's a lot of funny circumstances around that. Uh-huh. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. There's a lot of other big things that he was about to do. Yeah. And I heard he was having problems yeah. internally. I, I don't want to speak his Right. Right, absolutely. But, you know what I mean? I heard there was some other kind of problems and... And even the family don't believe it. His family don't believe yeah. it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, because Chris Lighty wasn't that type of person. Right. But then again, yo, you, I, I, I'm just saying, not for him, but I'm saying sometimes when people do do that, you don't see it coming. Right. You know what I'm saying? It's like, yeah, you just don't. Oh, I know. So, it's 50-50 with me. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because you, you never know, but then again... I knew Chris Lighty, and he definitely didn't seem like all the all the surrounding circumstances don't <clears throat> add up to that shit. Right, but you know, sometimes you see it coming, sometimes you don't. Right, and maybe it could be a mysterious thing surrounding it. But if it was uh, my family, that's something I would have tried to figure out. Right. You know well, I mean? after after we're done recall, after we're done it will, off, off the record, yeah, I'll right. tell you about something. There's a reason why I brought that up, and it's funny that you brought that up because it's. It right. hits home a little bit, so right, right. Yeah, it's all right. Off, off that touchy subject, <laughs> you know. So, all right. So, all right. So, America's Nightmare comes out a one-off with Jive. Right. Got, got, got a twist that blows the fuck up. Yeah, that was crazy. Produced by Alvinus. Yeah. And that, that was that was crazy. At that at that point was you had brought the you had brought Alchemist in. At that point was he already like the quote unquote honorary member of Mob Deep. Uh, you you can say that. Yeah. You, you can say that. You know what I'm saying? Um, because he already was in on. Uh, I think he was in on Infamy maybe a little bit, right? Or, or yeah. Murder music. Murder music. Yeah, there was a couple of tracks music. here and there. Something like that. And besides all of that, before that even, uh, um, P came out with the H and I C. Yeah. And that was on. I think that was on, was that on Lionel? H&IC I, I don't want to say yes or no Because I'd be indirectly lying I'm not 100% sure I think it was on loud though Right So He was around Even during those times Like you understand what I'm saying So I yeah. think I think uh, H&IC came out After Murder Music And before Infamy Right Yeah And then we did Infamy Right Like that It, it, it went like that 
That sounds right to me, but I wasn't so there. I, so I'm going to say right, right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm stupid. No, I, I'm still trying to remember. But um, Alchemist was around. Yeah. He still, he was around for a few years. You understand what I'm saying? Sure. So he was around for those few years and built confidence in letting him do a Marvel single. Yeah. I mean, he let him do one. Yeah. So I was like, shit. Let him do one for Marv D. You yeah, know I don't have no problems with that because I always like to share love. Sure. You know what I mean? Spread love. And I, he was like an a, a, a honorary Marv D member because now he was going on tour for us. He was yeah. DJing for us. Yeah. And shit like that. So he was he was family. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Still is. You know yeah. what I'm saying? No, shout out to Alchemist. Word. So, all right. So, Jive drops you. And then that was all four that dropped. So then... There's a whole bunch, I don't know how much you want to get into it or whatever, but then you guys wind up getting signed with 50 G-Unit Interscope. Right. And then you drop Blood Money. Blood Money. Blood Money. Drop Blood Money. You know, people have mixed emotions about it. I love that we did that. You know what I mean? Um, But I think people was hating on it from the gate. So it doesn't Why would they hate See there's always Kind of be haters man For no, what but, reason always, always. For what but reason I'm, But I'm gonna tell you why Because People look at Their favorite group And then they be like Oh I don't want them To go with them I don't want them To be like them They're gonna change their sound But you don't change your sound Yeah I mean As far as I was concerned We didn't You know 51 few songs Or whatever whatever. People was like oh, Well that's fine like, You know But I mean He was from Queens He was yeah. so mad Cool smart dude And uh, gave us an opportunity and I, you know, I definitely was fucking with it. And if I had the chance to do it over again, I'd do it again. Yeah, you fuck yeah. Like, that's how I feel about it, you know what I mean? But um, after we made the blood money, Interscope was giving 50 a hard time with, with us. Like, you know what I mean? They didn't want, they wanted something uh, newer or, you know what I'm saying, something more commercial. You know what I'm saying? That wasn't us. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So they was giving him a hard time. And he was trying to push us, push us, push us hard. Yeah. He was forcing them to fuck with us and get us on TRL and all of those things. And you know what I mean? But yeah. they was just pushing back so hard. Yeah. That it made it a, like a like a not good situation for, for like for him. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It was like, it was just whack. Yeah. That's fucked up, man. Shit. So then now, uh, fuck. Well, all right. Well, after Blood Money, you start dropping solo records. Yeah, I dropped a couple. You know what I'm saying? You dropped um, five that I'm aware of. Well, right. but but then you also, well, this was in between your solo records because in '07 you dropped the Kush. Mm-hmm. In '09 you dropped the Hidden Files. Right. That's when I think he was locked up. He was locked up. Right. He got locked up. Then I dropped the Hidden Files. And then in between 13, which is your third solo record, you guys, Mob Deep, dropped an EP, Black Cocaine. Yeah, and he came home. Right. He came home and we did Black Cocaine. Right. Did that all independent, you know what I'm saying? At this point now, radio plays is not even in the But Mob no Deep fans know that shit. Yeah, we good, but the ra- you know, radio is right. gone now. It's, 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 all, it's all gone at this point. So. Yeah. But it was a good time. It still was good. Yeah, man. You know what I mean? Fuck. So, what do you got? Uh, what do you got going on right now? Oh well, I'm gonna let you ask my boy right here, Solar Legal. 
Right. <laughs> before we get into all that, because there was somebody that wanted to ask, and I also wanted to know too, before we get into everything that you guys are doing. There was... See, this could be urban legend. I don't know the story, so that's why I'm going to ask. The, the Mob Deep Dragon logo. Right. There right. was a, a... Another group. And I think it was like a rock group. Sick of it all. There you go. Sick and you guys all. wound up doing Survival of the Fit remix with them. <laughs> right, right. What happened with that? Was there like a sit down or... Oh, oh. I, I, don't, I don't even remember what happened with that. But somehow, some way we... Got in contact with each other. I never cared about the dragon like that. You know right. what I mean? It was yeah. another group had it. He was kind of like I guess he was furious about it because he had got the tattoo. Yeah. First, and we started using it on. I know it's albums. on the it's on the table in the in the in the layout of Hell on Earth. Right, right, right. But that, you know that that dragon is a, a, a common dragon in tattoo parlors. Right. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. I, I never really was, you know, crazy about it. I mean, being mad about it. Yeah. But um, he he wasn't feeling that. Right. And something happened, and then we did this shit with the with the group. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Which is crazy. Yeah. Right. Because I happen yeah. to love that band too. Yeah. Right. Right. I do. You know what I'm saying? They <laughs> yeah. they, they must have been good because they 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 you know they was. They was making noise. Yeah, you know they're, still, they're still going right. over 30 right. years. You, you see that? Yeah. <laughs> Word. Crazy. They was making noise. Yeah. Crazy. Now, since, since we just talked talk about a rock group, I just I just thought about it. You guys did the Family Values tour with like Limp Biscuit and with shit. Limp Biscuit. How crazy uh, was that? <laughs> yo, how crazy yo, is that? That was a whole different yo, world for you guys. Yo, yo, let me tell you something. Talk it to was, me. It was so crazy. We never before did that many people before in front of that many people. It had to be at least no no less than twenty to thirty thousand every time. A night, More than that. yes. And I think the reason why we performed on that tour was because I think DMX or something happened to him. I don't know, but Chris Lightley hooked it up, and I didn't even really know who Limp Bizkit was. Really. They you know blew the saying? fuck up because <laughs> they had those. They, they had like those samples going on. It was a little bit hip hoppy in there, so. Yeah. It, that's when shit started yeah. meshing together. But that shit helped us promote the album Hard Body. Yo. Yeah. We was coming out in jail scenes, and we had the gates on the stage. We had a whole production, so we was coming out of handcuffs. That's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> that must have been fun as fuck, <laughs> With the orange jumpsuits on. That's how you come out on the stage. Yeah, yeah, we come out with the handcuffs on. Then they, they unchain us, and we started like that. It was crazy. I'm sure it was not. Stadium. Yo. Stadium. 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 <laughs> Is, Good for you, man. man. That's fucking good. I, I I forgot all about that. I no shit. That word I forgot all about that. Yeah, it was like limp. <laughs> it was a bunch of huge bands. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's yo, that tour was crazy. What, what record was that? That was murder music. Yeah, yeah. Had to have been the murder music yep. time frame. Yeah, yeah. Nuts. Yeah, yep. that was crazy. Yeah, <laughs> a whole new world yeah, for, yeah. for a, a rap duo yeah. from Queensbridge. Yeah, yeah. You have to admit, a- Jimmy knows his stuff. Oh, I do. He can't prepare. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I, I know that stuff I, anyway. I'm a music dude. <laughs> right, right. I forgot. I forgot about that. He's telling us about the. Right. I'm like, oh shit. Yeah, I'm like, nah, man. America's Nightman came out after that. I'm like, oh shit. I'm like, oh shit. Fucking. Uh, the Lip Biscuit tour. Yeah. Was, oh, man. Like you said, it was a whole other world. Yeah, crazy. And then that was the family values thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then after that, I, I'm sure it was like 
an album after that that you went on the Eminem's um, Anger Management tour. Yeah, with Fifty And then at, that was at, a whole other world too. Right, and but 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 I just gotta say, was it where was it? It was like the final show at Tiger Stadium in Detroit. Yo, yo, Havoc fell in a hole on yo. the stage. Yo, yo, what happened was, yo, it this was Tiger awesome. Stadium. Yes, it was Tiger Stadium. And it, it was, was Tiger Stadium, yes, right? Yes, yes, it was. All right. So That's, now, it's so, funny. so what happened was, uh, 50's stage setup consisted of an elevator that came up from the stage like that. So <laughs> you know where this is even, going. So they didn't even tell us. You know what I'm saying? They, they, we didn't, and, and, and the whole tour, he never did that. But on this day, he decides to put an elevator on the stage. That's what he decided to do, 50. Oh, right. So I'm like, okay, all right, cool. So we performing and performing. But so I think somebody was trying to, like, tell me, to like, yo, 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 yo. And I fell in it. Yo, I fell, fell in the elevator shaft. I fell in the elevator shaft. And I was hanging by my legs just with my arms like this. I didn't let myself fall down, scrape my whole arm and everything and up, but I was like this. And then somebody pulled me up. And I still started performing. I was mad hurt. I wonder if people thought it was part of the show. Like, oh, no, they couldn't. Of all of a sudden, you just fall into all you just disappeared everywhere. Because what happened was when I fell into the hole, I just disappeared. And then I, everybody got silent in the crowd. They was like, and then they pulled me up this. And they're like, that's fucking crazy. That is funny. That's that ridiculous. Yo, oh my god! If I so the elevator was down. Yeah, yeah they, they, left down the, they left the hole yeah. open. Yes, I was like, yo, I told people and them like, yo, what's up? Like, I almost died just now. Yeah, like, put an orange cone yeah, or some yeah, shit yeah, around yeah. that thing. They didn't put. <laughs> Do something. <laughs> Let me know. <laughs> right? No. Ridiculous. That was fucking nuts, yo. Uh, that's fucking funny no. shit. Damn, I never forget that. I'm sure. Never forget that. I'm gonna kill myself in that hole. Right? Oh my god. That's fun. That's fun. Yeah. All right. So, what are you guys up to? I know that you have. I I, I don't want to word it wrong, but like you have like packages, like packs, drum yeah, packs. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, yeah. like, let's talk about what you got packs. going on. Sample packs. Yeah, yeah, See, that's a, why I'm stupid like that. I, I don't got know. a couple. Of, I got a couple of uh, drum kits. Sample packs. Uh, the latest one I did, they came out about like maybe a, a little less than a year ago, maybe a year ago, it was with Landa. Okay. I did a sample pack with them. I did one with, a couple of years ago with uh, Native Instruments. All right. Crazy Story. And then the, the first other three, I kind of did them independently on my own, and you could go to a couple of sites and. It's all drums consistent of all the different albums that I did. And pe- some of the people that I produced for, like, you know, Eminem, I did, like, two songs for him. I put his drums in there. Um, I got a list in, in a little while. I'm just going to wrap them off real quick, like, towards the end. Because if people don't realize who you're listening to, I'm about to let you know. Right, because back then, you know, I didn't have the song ID, like, yo, and then, you know, people would listen to So I just was... Whatever. Yeah. yeah. If you didn't know I did it, you wouldn't know. You know exactly. Right. So you have all that, and then take take over, man. Like you got some shit going on. Yeah. So you know, like Havoc said, you're sitting here with a legend. We talk about the music. We talk about all these good things that happen. 
but you have to give back. One of the things I have and I talked about is we realized in both of our worlds, which are both in entertainment, I do entertainment law, also management, I have it, you know, legend of hip hop. What we realized is that a lot of kids, youngsters, producers, label heads, you name it, a lot of them don't understand music law and the music business. Right. They just don't understand it. It is complicated. There's a lot going on, especially now that the whole industry has changed. It's sure. not about selling records, physical copies. Now the whole landscape is different. And what you find is you have artists that were making a lot of money before that may not be doing that anymore. Right. So uh, the other thing is that you've got these young kids that are producing. They're excited. They want to see these legends. They don't have an opportunity to do that. Right. So what we're going to do is we have set up the Got Beats Music Entertainment Conference coming up. It's going to be all over the country. Was it Got Beats? Got Beats. Got Beats. Okay. Music and Entertainment Company. Okay. Uh, conference, sorry. And... Um, it's going to be I just wanted to reiterate so people could No, absolutely. Got beats. Um, going to come to a city near you. And what it's going to be is an intimate setting. We're going to have a cool venue. Right. We're going to have the first part where we're going to teach people, have them learn about music business, music law, licensing, music publishing, law, licensing, royalties. Publishing. Your first one's going to be in Brooklyn, correct? first yeah. one's going to be in Brooklyn. Yeah. Do you know a date? Do you have a date uh, and a venue for it? We're probably going to... We're looking at the venue now. We're probably going to be... Having that in June or July. Okay. Oh, this will be this will be long out by then. Possibly like next after that will be Philadelphia. Beautiful. Most likely, we're going to go to Miami. We're going to go to Atlanta, Los Angeles, Oakland, Chicago, there. everywhere, because this is an important message to get out. So, one, you're going to learn all about the music industry, how to make money today in the business. For all the young producers out there, imagine. I would have loved to have been able to sit down with someone like Havoc, watch him produce a little bit give his pointers, his tips. What does he do? How does he do it? To see it live, I think it's a great thing. So it's going to be half of it is learning the business. The other half is live production. We've got Infamous Havoc doing his thing. We have surprise, you know, special guests. We have other producers come in, other hip-hop artists come in. Overall, this is something that is going to be a great day for anyone in entertainment and music. I think it's going to be great. Look forward to it. Yeah. Is, it, is there like social media or whatever where people yeah. can find out yeah, about? We, we got the, the website. The yeah, so we, we got a new website just just went up www.theofficialbse.com. BSE is Beat Street Entertainment, which is the company that is actually putting it on. Um, so again, it's www. Yeah, so we got. Yeah, we can't also, this we got dude. Havoc's brand new website as well. That's that's you know officialhavoc.com. Officialhavoc.com. Yeah. See, I know. So everyone, yeah, go yeah, yeah, and yeah. check out both websites: officialhavoc.com, the official bse.com. Also, social media: Instagram, Facebook. For all the dates, you can join the mailing list for the conference on the website, and uh, it's going to be a great show. We're working really hard to make it something worthwhile for you guys, and we hope you enjoy it. We appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. I love it. Yeah, dope. And you, you mentioned Philly. After after I shut this off, I know a bunch of people in Philly that might be able to help you out. Yeah. As far as venue or whatever, or people, whatever. No, we love good people. I mean, Absolutely. If, if, if you guys know or whatever, but I'll just, you know, yeah, let good. you know if it points you in the right direction. If not, that's cool, too. Very good. Whatever. You know what I mean? So, real quick, it's, it, it's ridiculous. I just jotted this down before I came here to meet you guys. Havoc. Produce shit for... Jesus Christ. Let's, let's run down the list. Dude, let's run down real quick. And this isn't everybody. Right. It's the ones that you can remember. This is right. <laughs> Obviously, mob deep shit. Yeah. Obviously, solo prodigy and havoc stuff. But then we got Nas, Big Noid, 
LL Cool J, Foxy Brown, Exhibit, Shaquille O'Neal, Tragedy Gaddafi, Capone and Nori, R.A. the Rugged Man, Faith Evans, Onyx, Biggie, Cormega, PMD, Mike Geronimo, Method Man, 50, Raekwon, Vinny Paz, Charlie Baltimore, The Hit Squad, Sheik Looch, Alchemist, Styles P, Tony Yayo, KRS-One and Buckshot, Papoose, Jadakiss, Little Kim, more and more and more and more and more, and Kanye West. And Kanye West. What the? Who am I sitting here with over here now? Ridiculous. crazy. And I'm sure there's a ton more. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's, there's a few more. They do a lot of dark and shit like that. Compilations, right. this and that, various artists, shit. Crazy. Right. Yes, yeah, so I put that work in. Yeah, I see I, that. I, I put that work in. And it's appreciated. Like, I appreciate it as a fan of the music and the culture. Right. It's a beautiful thing, man. Thank you. Is there anything else you guys want to close on? Anything else? Shout-outs to anybody, whatever? Yeah, we good. Just, man, make sure y'all come out to that. You know, you got beat seminar. You know what I'm saying? All right. We're going to hit down with a date, you know, soon. You know, official date. So that's all about right. it. Thank you to the fans, man. Straight yeah. up. Like, yeah, for thanks real, for all real. the support, all yes, the fans. To, the fans. Uh, yeah. to you for coming. Yeah, prepared well, I, th- I, thank, I thank you. I thank right. you for the thank time. You. No Appreciate doubt. We're over here now. Word up.